I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I don't want to hear anybody saying no. It's always, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Do you think it's possible to wash the sails? This is a motorized vessel, so we don't have any sails. Welcome to The Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. Be a part of the conversation as industry insiders, genre lovers, and cinephiles dare to peek beyond the curtains of imagination and dive into the art of cinema. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. Now here's your host, Armand Haddad. Simone, thank you so much for coming back. I missed you. I think the last time you were on was Perfect Blue. Was it Perfect Blue? I think it was Perfect Blue. I believe so, yeah. I miss you too, yes. yes. Great movies. We're not talking about an anime today. We're talking about a real-life film, Triangle of Sadness. So before we get into the film proper, I want to know, did you hear about Triangle of Sadness before I subjected you to this film? No, I was just 100% forced by you to watch it to talk about (laughs) it. I learned that it's the other candidate for best picture nominee yes. for for best picture, like one of those uh, with everything everywhere all at once. Exactly, which is probably my favorite movie of the decade. So it's gonna be a, a tough sell on this <laughs> triangle of sadness against that. But happy you made me watch uh, the um, the White Lotus, the movie. It- <laughs> it, it, I'm glad that you bring that up because, like, recently, you know, with the White Lotus, did you see the menu? Have you the, heard of the menu? The menu on, on inside the White Lotus show, or is it on our show? It's a it's a movie. Okay. <laughs> so, my point is, we have all these recent uh, movies, TV shows satirizing mm. yeah. affluent culture, yeah. whether it's the White Lotus with like these resort yes. r- resorts with shitty people talking about privilege, huh. and then now For we sure. have this movie, Triangle of Sadness, mm-hmm. where it's kind of but not really about like the charting yachting culture but not really it's more yeah. of, more or less about like yeah. i guess like affluent people but like it's through the perspective of like these influencers i guess 
Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you know, there is these influencers that uh, are invited for free. There's this, as they call him, cutie pie. Uh, this guy who is, who's a model and yes. his girlfriend, they're just together because they look good. And it's good for together Instagram followers. And they get a free cruise with very rich people that instead of pay a lot of money yes. to go on that. Yes. And um, yeah, I, I don't think it's, a, yeah, I think, you know, you're supposed to imp- to to feel yourself closer to these influencers because that's what everybody's doing. And yes. So I think they're just like the vessel to get into the story and have a little bit of perspective, but you know, yeah, yeah. they're the more normal people amongst this very eccentric cast that we're going to meet on this boat. Yeah. For sure. But even before we even get to the boat, we're yeah. introduced to these two characters, Yaya and Carl. And they're like, what an annoying name. Yaya. No offense. to Yaya's character too. yeah yeah they found an annoying name but like this movie start to finish is not at all what i expected from this film because like I, all i knew yeah was the poster which it showed like this super yacht yeah there's there's fire in the background and it's like comedy and i'm like okay i'm getting like you know what came out the menu white lotus the yes <laughs> exactly i'm in season one season yes. two is Our in man. sicily yes <laughs> so like with triangle sadness so i went into it expecting that and like right out of the gate it's like male models mm-hmm. felt like i was watching a completely different movie and then right in the beginning the phrase triangle of sadness comes mm-hmm. into play and i'm like i was like you know what? I'm, I'm just here for the ride i know nothing about this film i just know that there's a boat and the only thing I knew, I kid you not, is that the boat blows up. That's all I knew. Mm. That's all I knew going into it. And this movie was a ride, start to finish. How did you feel about it, like exiting the film? Was this what you expected? I I, I expected nothing. Again, I, I knew the okay. poster like you did. And, mm-hmm. and it immediately gave me the eat the rich kind of theme. Okay. Um, vibe. Um, it, it had a good a good middle moment like a good crescendo it's divided into three acts mainly yes. okay the one is the premise the second one is the height of of the contrast and paradox and you know uh rich people being crazy and normal people yes. being patient crazy servants in their own way and the third one is kind of like wraps everything up in in, in a way um I'm sorry. I know you have to sell the movie in a sense that I'm you want to. Well, sorry. Yeah, you didn't produce the movie. the movie. Okay, so let's talk about the movie. Honestly, hundred yeah. percent. Okay, yeah. so it was really boring. <laughs> really, you thought it was boring. I thought it was incredibly boring. I thought it was just another. You know how recently? I, I don't know about you. I reached like peak saturation of boring, pretentious social commentary banal dystopias kind of level like it's like after season a million of black mirror you're like yeah 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 technology is bad thank you very much it's just in the same way it's okay. like yeah okay we know about this social it's not i don't think the point of the movie the, the the interesting part is not the social commentary about the rich people against the poor people which is very important i think it's the clue i think sometimes we're tricked into thinking that we're very different whereas we're not that different by skin color and gender and or sexual orientation that's all bullshit compared to to money difference <laughs> and yes. to, so i think it's very important at the same time i don't think it was the most interesting point of the movie i think the only thought the thing that i, fa- I found interesting is while we're busy debating how different we are the ship is going down 
Yes. So that that's, metaphorically that's, and literally. Yeah. In this it's case, it was down. literal. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's the only thing that I found interesting about it. Okay. Um. Other than that, a very flat movie. You know, a little puke going <laughs> going around the room. It was at that moment. Yeah. Which is part two. Yeah. Like the true climax of the film is occurring before my eyes, which I didn't. I went into it blind and I love doing that with movies. And like, when it got to that part, I'm like, Oh shit. Oh fuck. Simone's going to think I'm an insane person because mm-hmm. I was like, watch this movie. No, why are you because this was on me? my list. I wanted to watch Triangle yeah. of Sadness for a while since it came out. And like, when I got to part two where yeah. like things really heat up all the puke, I was like, Oh God, like this is a fucked up movie. Not in like a sinister way. It's just gross. I'm watching right. people just wretch. For a solid, what felt like 30 minutes. It was like, I think, a good 10 minutes of peak, but they built it up for 30. <laughs> um, no, I actually thought that was a very mild scene. Okay. I, I know like, it is I my... I like, Simone is going to think I'm, I'm crazy. I'm no, like, man. I recommended like, this movie. Don't worry about how I judge you so much. Uh, no, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, like, no, I thought, yeah, you know, I talked to a couple of people afterwards about the movie. After that scene yesterday night, um, I watched it in two sessions. I finished part three and in, in, in a later session but i had watched the puke scene in act two and i talked about it to a couple of friends and they all thought like oh yeah that was like it was so intense and and it was strong and i laughed so hard and i i thought it was very mild i thought it was well done i thought it was you know this is like a textbook contrast visually of the excess and luxury of the ruling class enjoying themselves as they puke their bowels out and shit their brains yes. out. Yes. So it was, it was a textbook example of, you know, that kind of like just exposition of paradoxical and contrasting things. Like you're yes. so rich and yet you're sitting and shit your brains out on the toilet like all of us when there is a boat that is rocking and your body can't control the reaction. And the facade goes away. It's right, like- well, I, I don't think so. I thought that they tried to keep the facade. In fact, there is a lady that goes, she's puking and they want to give her water. And she goes like, more champagne, more champagne. She doesn't want to drink water to feel better. She wants to drink champagne. Yes. So actually that facade in with those characters stays up. So It's so embedded. It's so much part of them. And it doesn't, doesn't fall until they literally die. <laughs> that's, that's, they keep it up. Everybody else tries to like, bring some sense and sanity to the situation but they'll keep up the the uh, the pantomime you know that she's like uh, uh, she'll drink more champagne to not puke it's like what the fuck are you doing are you you're on a boat uh-huh. in the middle of a storm you're eating raw fish it's the fourth time you puke and you're asking your servants to give you more champagne to put the puke there I don't know like and at doing? the same time the servers yeah cause like We'll get into it in a little bit, but like they're all like getting sick, and like the servers are like, "Oh, you're, you're getting motion sickness, getting seasick. Eat more; it will help." Yeah, like you can't deal with this. I on think an they empty were being stomach. sadistic. I don't think so. No, I mean no. They're doing their job. They're doing their job. Eat more, but yeah. But I don't. Either they understood what was actually happening, yeah. or they didn't, or they're just doing their job. Like, oh, eat more, eat more, as they're like all getting sick, and like with that one lady that wanted the champagne. I'm just thinking, yeah, it, it is like keeping up this appearance. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want water. Well, that's for poor people. Yeah, exactly. I drink champagne. Right. And I'm thinking, I don't think it's essentially sugar. It's a bunch of grapes. It's a lot of sugar in there. It's champagne, especially. Yeah. 
I don't think sugar is good for motion sickness. Do you think it's good? I don't. Think I don't. You know what? I don't know. I, the, I don't know the physics of that, and I don't know the in my medicinal part of it. <laughs> I think I would not want to drink alcohol if I was vomiting with projectile vomit in during a storm. I, it's just me, maybe. Honestly, I wouldn't want to drink anything in water. I would just want to disappear. <laughs> Which some of them do. Some of them, but did. like that, like oh my god, just like they're all in their own way mm-hmm. unhinged. Yeah, they're all either it's like self-absorbed in their own wealth mm-hmm. or their status in society. But like it's clearly you're not thinking logically at that point. The whole ship is rocking around. Everyone's sick. Everyone's puking their guts out. And you're being offered water, and you're like, nope. Chugging champagne. And with each sip, you're puking. <laughs> I saw that. That was another image I saw before I watched this movie, where it was like, it's like freeze frame of her, and like all the puke coming out. So I didn't know it was puke. I thought it was like liquid gold coming out of her mouth. So I thought, I was like, oh, this is going to be a surreal film. Because that's, that's a evoking image. So you, you wanted like a Yodorovsky kind of yes. situation? Okay. That's how you wanted to see. Okay. I just, I don't know what I expected. Mm-hmm. I heard it. I, this mm-hmm. is what I heard. It's a great film. It's amazing. Ship blows up. It's about okay. rich people. Okay. And I see the image of girl that what I think was puking liquid gold. After, <laughs> after watching the movie, I'm like, it's champagne. <laughs> I mean, now that you mentioned, I wish she was puking liquid gold. But yeah. That's what I, I, uh, no, now that you say it. I mean, if you're going to make a weird movie. Yeah, you got to puke gold. Yeah, go yeah, go all the way. Pure gold. Yeah, so Simone, carats. I want to get into this film. All right, get it. Before we get into this film, <laughs> can you summarize the whole film? Part one, two, and three. Oh, sure, sure. Like a serious summary? Sure, I'll give you a synopsis or <laughs> a summary. Whole summary. Uh, part one. Two models date and get on a free cruise. They have petty little problem of a young problems of a young couple of jealousy and uh, actually I think it's worth noting that the guy allegedly wants to not conform to gender stereotypical roles in the relationship aka he doesn't want to pay for dinner all the time for the girl he wants equality he wants equality um and you know equality is the theme of the movie so that's how it opens in fact yes. it's, it's in in a fashion show um, the tagline is about equality as as we open. And so there is this whole argument and she, she truthfully, she doesn't want equality. She just wants the man to pay for dinner. Um, and, and, you know. She wants to be a sugar baby. Yeah, she's, she's really, she declares that. She goes like, oh, the only way I'm not going to be a model is if you pay for everything for me. Frankly, she's honest about it. Um, good for her. It's good for her. Um, and, and the guy's like, no, I don't want equality. So it's still pay for dinner, please. Very dramatic about that. Uh, they we we then kind of straight up go to Act Two, which is the cruise. Yes, where they find themselves this couple, this influencer couple that got on the cruise for free with a bunch of trillionaires, billionaires. It's it's a luxury. Well, maybe billionaires, trillionaires would have their own yacht. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, there is all kinds of people. There is an elderly couple who's very, very, very sweet and got rich by producing hand grenades and, and landmines. Yes. 
uh, war profiteers. Yeah, I love that they just think, well, our products, uh, which is like hardware engineering, uh, allowed to keep uh, democracy going in many, many places knew, around the I world. I knew right. I was like, they're uh, selling guns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly, yeah, there was there was a, um, how they justified it to themselves. And they're very sweet in this contrast. So the movie is full of this contrast. You know, the grandma, the cute grandma at the table that is called like, oh, dear. Uh, yeah, a hand grenade, dear. Um in this very sweet way, there is the former Eastern European, former Soviet Union capitalist under the disguise of a communist at the time, and now clearly capitalist in the UK with 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 his daughter. There is the rich guy that sold his software startup and made a bunch of money. So they rub elbows with with all these people. Yeah. And and that's where the contrast starts to come out, right? There is the figure of the captain of the ship that hides and doesn't yes. show up is also very highly symbolical. You know, somebody should kind of be the figure of reference for everybody aboard on this weird ship that we're all on together and try to live together in harmony and in peace in this small society and microcosm that is this yacht. And he hides. It just doesn't doesn't show up until he's really forced to. He's in this, this depressive mode inside his cabin. We just hear his voice until the end. He doesn't want to participate into the um, to to the captain's dinner. You know, the captain is hosted, hosting these dinners on on the yacht. Yacht. Jesus, I'm I'm getting all the vowels <laughs> wrong. Um, you know, he's hosting hosting these dinners, and and he shows up in the end and just barely functioning. They need to have an official. There is a bunch of small issues there are um caprice of rich people like you know also imaginary these are people that have it have had it so easy for such a long time that they worry about inexistent problems for example the sails not being clean enough but it's a motorized vessel so there are no sails so but you can't say no to these rich people exactly because they'll destroy them they'll destroy the crew Socially speaking. So they go like, yeah, sure, we'll clean the sails that we don't have. Um, or this rich lady wants everybody from the crew to go on a 30-minute swim. So everybody stops, including in mechanical and engineering, down to the boat. And they just jump in the water. Yeah. And at some point during this gigantic storm, uh, we see the height of the contrast of them wanting to eat fancy foods and pretend to keep their masks on and their jewels and their clothes and while they projectile vomit all around the room and and their bowels get disgustingly emptied as they run through the rooms you know um, why? what what do i know you know why they all got sick i think you know because why. of the food yes yeah because so yeah all right so they masked it as oh everyone's getting motion because it was a really bad storm like yeah really bad storm but when that one lady forced the whole crew to go swimming for no reason the the cooks were preparing yeah. the dinner which was going to be seafood <laughs> and he even said well all this is going to go bad it's seafood you can't right. leave it out you can't let it be forever get, yeah warm. you can't let it get warm period it'll go bad so all the food went bad and that's what they all ate except for the captain he had a cheeseburger he's like oh, i don't like <laughs> i don't like fine dining he was the only one that didn't get sick because he didn't get this he didn't eat the seafood ah the russian didn't get sick either that's true well he's russian yeah <laughs> i sell shit <laughs> yeah yeah that's another interesting figure right because the the solar opposite to the captain is this 
capitalist Eastern European entrepreneur old guy yeah. and and you know the captain is declares himself declares to be a failed socialist socialist or whatever he said when Marxist. he's drunk Marxist right right and whatever um so we have an American Marxist right and then we have a Russian capitalist yes. Eastern European capitalist yeah. on on a multi-million dollar yacht <laughs> yacht um yes. they actually strike kind of a friendship and they lock themselves in the captain's cabin and the Russian guy starts to announce through the uh, speaker system on the boat that the boat is sinking, the boat is going down during the storm, but everybody panics. They go out, they destroy their bones, falling on stairs and stuff like that. Then he goes like, no, it wasn't going down. And they try to get him, but then even crazier, uh, there is a pirate attack. That was the oh shit moment for me. Yeah. I was like... Because like the camera pans away yeah. from the boat and then it reveals the, the pirates machine guns and the pirates are coming. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and and they use a hand grenade and the old lady is yes. that that's also another champagne moment, right? Like yes. the old lady goes like, oh dear, is this one of ours? Boom! And she <laughs> she blows up. Um, and that's a moment. That's when the real shipwreck happens, and we yes. get to chapter three, the act three, which yes. is the island. The island uh, structures have have gone down. There is nothing more to prop up the social hierarchy that was established on the boat, which is rich people and servants on the yacht. Everything gets reversed. We go back to a primal um, necessity of finding food, having a fire, finding shelter. Lord and, of the Flies. And um, once we go back to that, the toilet manager, uh, yes. Abigail, she is the toilet manager on the boat, but she's the only one who can fish. She's the only one who can light up a fire. Hence, she becomes, she very clearly imposes herself as yes. the equivalent of a captain there as yeah. the leader um this tiny small hispanic woman uh older too <laughs> older too she's probably you know approaching 60 yeah 50s and then the other ones she she manages to hold everybody in in her hand because they know mm -hmm. she's the only one with actual survival skills right. she can make a fire she can fish she could do all these things while everyone else they can't do it they don't no. know anything so it's like they know right away oh she is the captain she's the one in charge because without her we're screwed we're all gonna die and like there's this really interesting power play there where it's like on the yachts in our society she's at the bottom right but here on the island shipwrecked she's she's on top right that's the true value, right? Like yeah. the person who cleans the toilets actually knows how to rely on herself because she doesn't exactly. have anybody to take care of her basic needs. Yes. And and she she's conscious of that and she leverages that. Uh, so she manages to get on top of the power chains and we rebuild the hierarchies. So that yes. is also a point of redundancy that it's like, okay, you know, this, the, this current hierarchies were wrong before the shipwreck are wrong, um, but they get rebuilt. Mm. So the same thing gets rebuilt. It's just an inverted pyramid. Whoever was at the bottom will be first. Whoever is first, it gets biblical in that sense. <laughs> it does. The 
the last shall be first, yeah. the first shall be last. And that's what happens. However, okay. you know, you can be a jerk even if you were the last once you're first. That's also the other point of the movie. So yes. you're just like a formerly minority jerk then <laughs> rather than so always power corrupts no matter that's who it that's is. that's that's i think that's one of the messages yes okay. um which per se is not super original but it is one of the messages that you get into this you finally get to reverse power by um you know finding finding a strike of luck in 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 the tragedy of the shipwreck mm. you know somebody is going to gain from tragedies as we see over and over again Exactly. Uh, and once they do, well, what are they going to do? How in lighter are they going to be? How are they going to uphold this power? They don't. Uh, or most times, the message of this movie, at least, is that they will not. Um, I do appreciate that she was not hypocritical at all, though, unlike the rich people. The rich people pretended, like the lady that wants everybody to go for a swim, to mm -hmm. live in the moment, honey. You know, she can't live in the moment. She got to bring your champagne to the edge of the pool. And Abigail, when she gains power, she's like, no, let's be very clear. I get the food. I do this. So I will keep more food for myself, A. Right. And I will fuck you because you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> she's very upfront about it. At least she's not hypocritical with that, I think. That's, 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 it goes down to like, to her. Yeah. It goes down to like the fundamentals of like, because of like, we strip everything away. Right. And we have nothing. We're in the jungle, literally. Yeah, the little jungle with we a donkey. Will, yeah, we will <laughs> act no different than how monkeys act because they also have a hierarchy. And the right. one and the the monkey that's in charge mm -hmm. gets more food. Eats the most flies. Um, <laughs> can do whatever he wants. Fucks all whoever he wants. Fucks all the monkeys. I don't know. I don't. I don't do, they, do they fuck all the monkeys? They they <laughs> get first pick on who they want to be with. Okay, chimpanzees at least. Okay. Yeah. so well informed okay. it's Joe Rogan experience my friend <laughs> Jesus he's obsessed with chimps but anyways <laughs> well okay you give me a, a, an Do easy it. joke there <laughs> what what yeah Joe Rogan is obsessed with monkeys and chimpanzees okay because he's not apes <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> I, I love him so much I, was, I think he would agree given the level of testosterone how he turns him but... oh my god that's what he aims for <laughs> But anyways, like what's interesting, yeah, and like that's pretty much the whole movie. And what's really interesting with this movie, which you only see by the time you finish it and you look back, mm. it's like this dissertation on like power dynamics. Because like in part one, it's this couple, this this modeling couple. So it's like interpersonal within a mm. relationship. Okay. The dynamics, the power dynamics, and the gender roles and that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we zoom out when we go to the yacht. It's societal at that point. It's how society has power dynamics. Mm -hmm. And in that case, it's it's wealth. And then we zoom out even more where we deconstruct everything we have just seen because now society is gone and they have to rebuild a new society mm -hmm. to survive. So it's nature. Yes. Species. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see it like that. You're right. I think you're right. There is also, there is also a different lens, and you the the angle gets wider and wider for the perspective on these dynamics. Okay. Um, I didn't I didn't see it like that, but it certainly is there. Damn it! You're making me like this movie more than I did. Because <laughs> I didn't you. find it boring. Um, I still think it was boring. It's an aggressive runtime, and I think it could have got chopped down to two hours. It's a two and a half hour movie, 
And for what it is, I felt like it didn't need to be like that. There's a lot of exaggerated or elongated yes, scenes yes. where it's like, we could have trimmed this Including up. the puke. Yes, yes. Yes, for sure. People slipping around on their own puke and it, the toilets exploding did. with shits. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? So right you watched the first season of The White Lotus. One thing that I see in common in the cinematography of it. Okay. This, the White Lotus, whoever has watched it, 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 it's clear that there is this luxurious feeling, slow-mo sequences with like a soothing music and yeah. slow waves. Mm-hmm. And that is clearly abused at times. You go like, dude, it's the fifth minute of <laughs> songs and, and wave <laughs> and tidal foams of, of beautiful... 120 frames per second waves. <laughs> and Simone, it's, it's meant to make you feel like you're on vacation. It makes me feel like I'm watching an iPhone commercial. <laughs> what? The iPhone commercials are shot in the same way. It's just like, boom, boom. And it's just like Shout the phone that is like, yeah, it's not even showing an iPhone. It's just like if they're undressing the iPhone almost. It's this like, it is like that. It's just this, you know, you, you know, it, you know. if you look at, a, at, a, at an erotic movie or something, the idea of luxury is... Is slowly unveiling something that you can see and cannot see, and, and it is you know slowly undressing, slowly the undressing scenery. the iPhone tenax. Yeah, slowly undressing the scene. It's what what which is like a, a perfume or cologne commercial. What is that? I'm so teased. Yeah, it's just literally. I oh, see the main show. Oh, I'm seeing the silhouette and the but it's is that a butt? But in is the, the butt unbutted? But always in the you're oh, you're intrigued. With, right. With anything. Right. Say like with a movie, I always like the setup. And then once we get to the quote, the main event. Sure. I don't care anymore. Get a puke. I like the, the, the tease. <laughs> and once we get to the puking, I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, it was, like you said earlier, there's this juxtaposition with, between like, oh, this elegant lifestyle. And we're, oh, we're civilized people. Right. And yet they're, it's coming out on both ends. Shitting and puking coming out on both ends. You do see the. Lay it on me. Okay. So some people have passions and those might be, you know, we, we all, we all have the need more or less of attention of the people that we have around. Some people have that validation coming through the influencer, like the influencers. Other have it through money or, or social success or that. But in the end, it's always power. In one mm-hmm. form or the other, attention comes through, is a form of power. Okay. And we can attract that kind of attention, you know, with something basic like the food or or with money. So whereas the influencer has the passion of the aesthetics and the body, and that's what they can leverage to receive that power and attention. Mm-hmm. The guy who sells shit and fertilizers got it because he's not particularly pretty, but he was at the right time in the right spot and smart enough to gather that leverage with society and that. Exactly. And you see that coming also different levels. Like you see it in the macro system when they are part of, of, you know, the market and he sells fertilizers and she sells her image and he sells his image and like that. But they're so attached to it in the same way that Frodo is attracted to the ring basically and the power so much that the Mm. Russian guy 
takes the ring away from her wife's dead corpse. When the when the body comes after the shipwreck, after the shipwreck, like you know, the body just gets on the beach after twenty four hours or so. He finds his wife, cries profusely, and as he cries, he takes away this million carats <laughs> diamond ring and sobs. And as he sobs, like tilts her head, her dead corpse's head, and takes away the pearls yeah. clutched to. Um, her decollete, uh, but uh, you know, and it's the same kind of thing. You know, even as an animal, he's clinging to his passion, which is in his way to get power and that kind of thing, which is money, which is the value, intrinsic value of the object. Um, does not forget that while grieving, he will not forget. You know, it's stronger than he can control. It just goes to. The, he's very pragmatic about that power, that money, and that, and being attracted to it. End of the monologue. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really interesting because, like, it also shows what's important at the end of the day. Because, like, yeah, he's grieving his his dead wife, but like, also, he's gonna take those items of jewelry because they're of value to him. You know what? And there also could be a bartering item, just in Ray, case. That's true. Because he hides them. Because he takes them off and he has his loafers off. Right. They're next to him. And he puts them in the shoe, which implies yeah. he's hiding them. He doesn't want anyone to but know. He just wants to ring, wear a, a very expensive ring on his toes. <laughs> a toe ring. <laughs> a toe ring. A toe diamond ring. What were you going to say? Um, I don't think there is a single savior in this movie. There is not a single character that is not moved by these dynamics and is above them or below them. You can usually find at least a pure at heart. There is literally no hope left in this. You're right. Because like... I hate it. <laughs> I need my hope. Because when they're shipwrecked... Yeah. There's still that power dynamic. There's, there's power mm-hmm. play in between everybody. Like the only person that might be not succumbing to it is that other stewardess the one that was essentially the Ma- person- madam paula what madam paula yeah the one that looks like annie lennox annie you know, lennox, yes short sure. blonde hair yeah because like she's still in job mode like i work for this company she knows right. her role so she's kind of like a robot well she's sense. brainwashed too right yeah they they brainwash themselves the rich people but she was brainwashed but it, like abigail is much saner than her i think really yeah how so Again, not hypocrite. Like Abigail, the toilet manager that becomes the captain. Yeah. She goes like, well, I think you're forgetting, Abigail, that we're both part of this big corporation and I have a responsibility of the safety for the safety of my guests. Yes. And yes. Abby goes like, it was ship. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes like, well, I don't, I don't see a ship. Do you see a ship? I don't see a ship. I'm the captain. You are not the captain. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. What the fuck are you talking about? Which ship? It's just like, and that's like, I, I, I prefer that approach because if we go like, yeah, just like if I were on a desert island and my boss goes like, well, you know, in your performance report in finding coconuts that we survived, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You're just gonna shove a coconut okay. on your head when you when you put it in that context. <laughs> yeah, she's not bullshitting. Well, yeah, like, you know like, Abigail is gonna get a performance report. She didn't clean the toilets well enough. Like, what is what does it do to her when she has to find the food at night and fight the beast? <laughs> exactly. It's like <laughs> oh, it's, uh, the safety of the guests. Like, 
I'm the sole reason why we yes. have food. Yeah, we you're alive. Fire. <laughs> it's like, of like, of course. Like, hey guys, am I the captain? Yeah, you're the captain. Yes. Okay, there you go. Extra. Piece I of was food. impressed about how, like, I don't know what I would do. I was impressed at you. Do what they did. Be like, I okay, this woman so. knows what she's talking about. I don't know, man. I like to think and f- and fool myself that I might have a little bit too much pride to survive. Oh, interesting. I think what's I, interesting is that none of them fell into that. I would have, I would have expected. I would have punched like, the Russian oligarch would have been like that. Like, but no, they they were all subservient hey, to her. Dude, the, the Russian oligarch was the most coward character that they built because he immediately he quoted with the captain or like Ronald Reagan, yeah, Kennedy, mm-hmm. and whatever Angles. Like, I don't know, no, not Angles actually, but um. All these Western people. Yeah, all these Western While Woody hardcore. Yeah, John Wayne. I don't fucking know. Whatever it is. And and as soon as he was discussing how we should stick together on desert desert island. Uh desert island, by the way. Uh deserted island. Desert island. Thank you. Desert deserted island, by the way. Deserted? Anyways. Desert. As soon as they were there and talking about how we should all work together, the guy starts to quote basically uh Leonin. In in his talk about a socialist structure where we should all give, you know, do you know the phrase like to each what they can do and to whatever you do you get with basically redistributing wealth. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I love this. He's such the most fucking hypocrite of all of them. Unlike Abigail. Unlike Abigail. I she do- is true to her character. And she is an opportunist. She was like, I'm the one that has these skills. Of course I'm gonna be in control. And everyone followed suit. She created a matriarchy. Where it was non-existence. I think it'd be very hard to be a benevolent leader in that case. Like what you like in that case, you it's like being a mix of Saint Francis and a CEO. Like who's that? Not the Steve girl. Jobs. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, yeah. like in that situation, Steve Jobs where was it's... a jerk. By the way, it was definitely like the one building the matriarchy if he wasn't an island. Okay, <laughs> sorry. No, I believe it. No, it's very. But strong. like. When it comes to like survival, live or die situation, you're gonna have a despot. And and if you're underneath oh, that em. person, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, with our sensibilities right now, as we're drinking our Sonoma wine that I want to point out. I don't know. I think I would from, say from em. Sonoma Valley, 2019. This is some pre-pandemic shit right here. Uh, he just wants to point out the pretty wine that he brought to record a podcast, <laughs> which is really I want to fit in given our yeah, context. Yeah, like, I've never standards. seen like a, whatever this is, this plastic. That's an aerator. An aerator. It brings air into the yeah, wine. You, you brought a delicious. portable aerator to put on top of the bottle. <laughs> just gonna pop Gotta a, let it breathe, yeah, Just gonna friend. pop a decanter out of. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have a decanter. Got this aerator. Gives uh, the same uh, effects. I'm burping so much. It's okay. <laughs> The point is, in that in that context, it makes sense to have a despot. No, why? Provocateur. Uh, <laughs> yes, are you are you an agent provocateur? <laughs> you are. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. Go on. No, I don't believe that's. I don't. I don't believe in that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're just like, America, no. No, and, and even then, you know, that's, that's you know, bigger. Um, no, I, I think the, the so what, what I'm really bored and, from and by all this initially i said all these dystopias and all this social commentary about this that's what i am kind of getting saturated with selling the story of how bad we are as a species and how the despot is inevitable and how we'll end up there and how the control you know right goes there so that's what i am ethically in principle tired with and against for I think the longer we keep selling this and not elevate ourselves to be decent in nature and cooperative truly, and I think that's it's it's that simple. I am generally convinced that it is as simple as deciding not to do that. <laughs> Having seen what we have done in the past as a species. And it's not up to you and it's not up to me. It's up to the people who find themselves like Abigail at at in that position. But mostly. even even so, like I understand like the altruistic mm-hmm. mindsets, the humanist mindset, but mm-hmm. these are very new thoughts because like the way I don't think so, man. Here's the thing. No, the way, Jesus, man. <laughs> what they do to Jesus. Huh? What did they do to Jesus? Yeah, okay. They what, killed him. Yeah, what did he do? And I'm not Christian. And, and he was I am absolutely not Christian. He's a good man. Love thy neighbor. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all right. And his society reacted, nail him on a fucking cross. Yeah. And what is the solution? Punch back? No. Yeah. Turn the other cheek, which he, which he taught. There you go. But here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, that was radical back then. Still is. Thousands of years ago. Yes. Yes, it is. Very true. Here's the thing. Wait, I'm not Christian. Which points to (laughs) my point, which is for thousands of years before Christ, we've had dictatorships kings monarchs yes that is the norm of society the way abigail uh acted cool enough done yeah it was normal for society i'm not saying it's hardwired in our brains it is okay it probably is (laughs) evolutionary it's probably hardwired in our brains you mad like from when we were primates to which we still are okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna interrupt you every two seconds go ahead go do your monologue from primates to modern <laughs> homo sapiens. Like it's it's still in there in our DNA, in our yes. brain. It's, it's in there. I don't know where, but it's in there. It's in there. So like <laughs> the way Abigail reacted, especially in the ending of the film, yes. where which I kind of figured this was in the back of my mind, in the third act, I was like, what if on the other side of the island there's mm. a resort they don't know? Oh, you're about. smart. I do not expect that at all. It seems because it's kind of been done before. I don't know in what movie yeah, or show. Yeah, 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 it's for been sure. done before. Yeah, it's not new. Where they're like, oh my God, we're shipwrecked. And then like across the way, it's like, oh, the resort. Yeah, thing. it's an amusement park. <laughs> it's Westworld. And they don't know. Westworld. Yes. 
So like when when Abigail and Yaya went out on an expedition, I want to see them, see what's going on, explore and find out what's going on. They find there's a resort. Yes. There's an elevator going to the resort. They're freed. They have safety. They're back in civilization. And the way Abigail reacted mm-hmm. just furthers my point that it does in the end, mm-hmm. and also the thesis of what I think this film is showing, the power play. She didn't want to give up that power. Yes. Frodo with the ring. Because yes. Because when Frodo went to Mount Doom, yeah. like the whole point of Lord of the Rings was destroy the ring, and he, that was his mission. Yeah. And like his first reaction was, no. Yeah. Just like uh, with that king. I forget his name. <laughs> Thousands of years prior, like, destroy it. Cast in the fire. No. Those who want power want to keep the power. Right. And that's why we don't have a single savior in this movie, right? Maybe Carl. But Not we don't know. really, man. I mean, he was definitely literally in bed. It's just literally, it's just like, oh, she's, she's a million years older and ugly and I'm pretty <laughs> model. She can catch the octopus. Oh, yes. I'll fuck her every Do you night. Think Yaya knew? Of course she knew. But she put up with it because everyone because she was... needs food. Yeah. Yeah. There's no saviors. There's no saints in that movie. So that's kind of like what I'm... I mean, you're right. I'm not... What I'm about not... the German woman? In the Vulcan? Yes. <laughs> the Vulcan? Um, neither is she. She wants to fuck the pirate. What are you talking about? There, There's a scene where they're on the beach and all shit. Okay. Premise. This is oh, okay. a, 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 a woman in a wheelchair who had a stroke. He thought he was a pirate? The only thing. It's kind of clear he was a pirate. I mean, he admits it. It starts to talk about yeah. the dynamics of how much you make as a pirate if you have your own yeah. boat with the Russian. Yeah. So the the the, the pirate goes like, so and she can only say this. She can say nine. She's German. And she can say in the Vulcan, which means in the clouds. Yes. So we have this dialogue with the pilot that's like, have you ever sold your body to get a job when you were younger? Because you're very pretty. And she goes like, ah, in the Vulcan, nine, in the Vulcan, in the Vulcan. And I was like, really? Not even once. Ah, in the Vulcan. Mm-hmm. And it's like all filtering myself now. She got worked up uh, for this guy so much that she has an hallucination after that where the guy, so I was very surprised. There is a- Do you think she hallucinated? What are you talking about? Oh, no, wait a second. Given what we know now that it's a resort, she was right. That was an actual dude. I didn't think of yeah. that. So I don't know. I don't think that happens here. This is what happens on the coasts of the Mediterranean. Do you think they're in the Mediterranean? I thought they're in the Caribbean. Uh, you they don't... may be in the Caribbean. Well, yes. it could be the Mediterranean too. I'm just going based on well, you know this. The so so you're right. You're right. So that's true. Uh, it may happen in the Caribbean too. I've never been to the Caribbean. If somebody wants to sponsor me as an influencer, which I'm not. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, we'll, simshow.com. Not anymore, man. Simone.org. I paid for that oh, domain. I mean, Simone.org. Make it worthy. Make it worthy. Simone.org. Um, I. So you know, it may happen in the Caribbean too. What happens for sure on the coasts and beaches of Mediterranean is that there are immigrants from Africa mostly that will go around and sell counterfeit products on the beach. I remember my uncle buying two or three fake Rolexes in Sardinia when I was younger. Um, Mm, Not only that, they'll sell like fake Gucci bags and all that stuff. I got some stuff. From them? <laughs> on the beach? From the Mediterranean area. From the Mediterranean area. Yeah. 
Armani, Diesel. Right, right, right. All that stuff. Yeah, yes. they literally go around with these gigantic portable setups with display sunglasses and, and jewelry and for like and five bucks. For like yeah, you know, you bucks. pay this fake Rolex and it's really well done, frankly. Like yeah. sometimes you pay like seventy five euros and you're good. It's like, you know, a twenty thousand dollar Rolex, technically speaking, looking um like that. And you know, she the Inder Vulcan uh woman, uh she I thought hallucinates. It's not clear now, given this is an expensive resort, possibly where this actually happens, like the beaches of the Mediterranean. This guy comes and wants to sell her a Rolex, a fake Rolex. And and she just wants love from him. She many times points at her heart and her whole body indicates with her hand when he tries to offer her things and she keeps like indicating her own body, but she's paralyzed inside, inside a, a, a destroyed vessel basically and she tries to drag him into the vessel and touch his hand and his arm and he goes away that's really interesting because i, I think that's that what it is very differently what did you think i thought like destroyed vessel literally and figuratively like mm. she can't communicate for whatever reason and she's also in a, just she's in a lifeboat she's the only person who didn't touch anybody didn't touch anybody yes She's a disabled woman left alone in the jungle overnight who lost her husband, who is not in the group of survivors. Right. Everybody else has been like hunting, touching each other, even against their will when they, you know, had sex with Abigail and the young model. Everybody has had some sort of interactions. She's cut off from communications because she had a stroke and she speaks German. She cannot move because she's paralyzed. Are you saying she's a figment of imagination? No, I'm saying she needs to touch somebody. Because oh. in a desperate situation where you're abandoned like that, she's cut off from communication. She's cut off from human contact and touch. Yeah, okay. And she clearly alluded to having had sex just for pleasure in a scene before that, literally a scene before that. Then he, And she tries to touch a guy and doesn't want any of the other mer merchandise. I am certain you are correct. But when <laughs> I, I will was... keep arguing for this. <laughs> Because when I was watching it, I was like in like help mode. I thought she was asking for help. Like, because like she was like looking, because like she tapped uh, the lifeboat and she was like, huh? mm -hmm. like, look, like you're trying to sell me a hat. You're trying to sell me a purse, a Rolex. Maybe also. But I need not. help. I think, yeah. I, that's but she fair. can't communicate it. All, all she could say is no and in the clouds. That's the only thing she can say, not help. It's clear I need help, but you're trying to sell me some bags i well no i think maybe it's both i think it's i think it's both you know sometimes the help that you need is it's human contact yeah you know if you're if you're if you're too alone and isolated then the help you need is another person in whatever form that might come too much no you're right <laughs> i think we're both like you think you know i think you read it right and i think in that case it manifested as as physical contact is it that much to digest? Do you like uh, Do you like this movie better a little bit now? <laughs> a little bit. It's a little bit still on the note, you know, textbook. Um, you like the idea of it, the execution. I you think you was, know. I I can nod to know. the idea. Um, I'm not excited by it. You, I'm sorry. Just being real. I think it's much better than I, I thought care. at the beginning. I didn't make the movie. <laughs> yeah, just let's have one episode where I. You know, your guest really destroys the movie. And... <laughs> I'm, it, I'm not destroying it. Actually it. I'm not destroying multiple it. times. Oh, oh wow. Armand, you're so impartial. 
<laughs> I know in the beginning it was like, I'm recommending movies. And then yeah. I was like, you know well, what? Well, no. I think people would enjoy more more if you destroy movies than recommend movies. People want to see that. Yes, like they in the do. jungle. Like uh, with the red arrow and the circle. Yeah, and then make a YouTube video where you have this like half stupid face and it's like <laughs> The soy boy faces, just, the yeah, just like things. you're just just pointing at the boat going on fire, and just you're gonna make front page and no tiger. Like, what? Ten oh, reasons why you should not watch the. Kill me now. Like, oh, like that, uh, I can see you doing that face. That and, is, oh god, I totally see you going like, uh huh. Be like a Marvel fanboy. Like oh, I'm so done with Marvel movies. You know what? I'm glad that you brought this up because, Marvel like, movies. you're like, I'm Ugh. done with Marvel movies. I'm like, it took you long enough, but you're, but you I'm saw, you saw some A24 movie. I, I don't remember. Yeah, what, what did I see? I saw Ex Machina. I saw everything oh, all at yeah. once. Those are great movies. And uh, you're like, another one or two. I don't remember what. You're like, I just want to watch A24 movies. Yeah. Have you heard of those? And I was like, I didn't see it was like that scene in Malcolm in the Middle with Hale, and he's like turning <laughs> his chair. Everything turns dark. Once you go down this path, there's no going back. <laughs> yeah. This um, is an A24 adjacent film. This is Neon, which is a similar production distribution company. And in fact, they're very close to being a good movie. <laughs> Just like A24. They got, they got some yeah. duds in there. No, they're not all good. <laughs> a hallmark of like a dud A24 movie. It's like the <laughs> script, not that good. Director and cinematographer, bam, pretty, pretty <laughs> visuals. Uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a treat to look at. It's it's well made. It's an artsy film, but like the story, eh. not so much. Yeah, no. mm, mm. but you have a visual treat at the very least. At least that, and it's you know, it's a little bit different because one thing is to have the visual treat. It's just like okay, you can do the graphics of cool. You can do a battle between Iron Captain and the Star Lord and yeah, we we Marvelusian. If this was Captainette. made. If this was a different production company making this film, they would have had like a fight scene between (laughs) the, because on that ship, the super yacht, there was mercenaries. There's people with guns. Yeah. I do appreciate that. We skip all of that shit. We don't need it. It's not necessary. It's fine. Because this wasn't a movie made for a mainstream audience. Mainstream audience would expect some action. Wasn't it though? I don't know. Just like, is the white Lotus not done for mainstream audiences? That one is, but it's, how we have some spice sprinkled in. The spice mm. being okay. sexual content. Yeah. Very beautiful people. I say, oh my God. I have to say, you know, the, the, the two. Everyone in the White Lotus is beautiful. Not everyone. Who's, who's, who's ugly in that show? I mean, I want to offend Jennifer Coolidge. I don't think she would get offended. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't, you know what? I don't see the big I deal. love her so much. Like, I, I did a White Lotus episode and I said on there, I don't, since... Uh, American Pie. Right. Never saw yeah. the appeal. Never saw. Well, I don't think, you know, well, I'm thinking of season two. I mean, she's also. a wonderful actress, but like. I Again, I love her. Never saw her as a sex symbol. Ever. Okay. So I just proved my point with just that. <laughs> but the majority of the uh, cast, are, they're young, beautiful people. Yes. I kind, Daddario, of, I kind of Sweeney, forgot. Yeah. Even forgot, the dudes. Forgot season Lucas one. Lucas Gage. All beautiful people. Yeah. Who's that? Lucas Gage? He in season one. Um, <laughs> I don't know name of actors, man. He is an up and coming. He's like in everything now. Okay. And he even said, "That was my plan." Okay, like just exposure. Yes. He's in everything. Uh, he was the guy that 
the general manager, Armand. He was eating mm. out his ass in that one episode. I'm not going to call him a twink. I have dude, but like, <laughs> a twunk. <laughs> uh, you may not be familiar with those terms, but a, uh, a buff twink is a twunk. Really? Yeah, really. Not joking. <laughs> Serious. Oh, my God. We have a lot of... We have a twunk. <laughs> well, for... I'm learning so much. For being diverse, we have a lot of labels, man. <laughs> it's true. You got to fit into one of those. Yeah. Uh, straight community, we yeah. have very few. Yeah. Very few. Um. Well, you haven't seen season two of The Lotus, but a very, very, very good friend of mine. I've seen season two of The White Lotus. Oh, you have? Okay. So the hotel manager... um, In season two? Yeah. The name of the actress is... She's Sabrina Impacciatore. Do you know her being Italian? I don't know her. Okay. Well, I mean, hold on, hold on. I I have seen her work. I don't don't know know her her personally. personally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because a very, very good friend of mine, um, she's also uh, a very well-known comedian, comedian. In Italy. A comedian. A comedian. <laughs> um, in Italy. And she auditioned for the role. Really? Yeah. And cool. and as soon as she was like, and as soon as I learned that Sabrina Impachadere was auditioning, she was like, Oh, it's that it's 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 a rightful thing if it's she a done gets, deal. Yeah, it's it's a rightful thing if she gets it. Uh but Michele is fantastic, you know, just 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 she had a good. Netflix special and she auditioned for that and hopefully wow. she does the I don't know things that you can see (laughs) because of the white lotus she's definitely breaking into american stuff which is cool right sabrina Mm -hmm. Pachatore. what is she doing now in american stuff i just saw more stuff she's in production to do more stuff that's crazy she so in the 90s she used to be a comedian and a former model in italy like yeah i could tell um she was beautiful and she still is but she's as you said beautiful people um, Beautiful. Uh, yeah. According to according to you know HBO standards or HBO standards, um, but yeah, and and she was very funny. She used to do a thing that I was thirteen. I remember laughing so hard. Um, <clears throat> she had a recurring series which was a parody of Lara Croft in Tomb Raider, and so really? on YouTube, yeah, the White Lotus main manager. Uh, <laughs> she was famous in Italy to do comedy parodies of like video games, like um, Tomb Raider and Lara Croft. And wow, really good. That's cool. I it's, it's, if I see it now, it's probably going to be very stupid, but very cringe. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. No, she's really I I like her a lot. Uh, but not everybody's beautiful. I think that the 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 lanky guy, um, in in season two of the White Lotus, the rich kid, Albie, uh, Albie, what a what an annoying name. Like yeah, yeah. I hope Yaya from uh, yeah Yaya from I felt bad for his character the Triangle of Sadness yeah that's that was the goal of the character I think he got played yeah I was watching I'm like please dude he wired fifty k nice. to a stranger well he thought she was in trouble and it was all oh, it was a long con and she even said in the beginning of the the series like oh he's a nice guy we can easily take advantage of him he's rich. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. She did. She's the Abigail. I was hoping like, oh, maybe she's going to no. change of heart. No. I mean, change of heart, 50K, 50K. I mean, good for her. But I was like, damn, you got played. And then the other character, Portia. Oh, yeah. She, <laughs> she fucked around and she found out. She, Portia really reminded me like every other American kid that was at, Lo, at, at Loyola in Rome, like at the American colleges in Rome. Go on. Like, <laughs> no, Go on. Like, what do you mean? There's a well weird, I, weird. No, not weird. This this fucking weird. Portia. Yeah, her character. 
I don't think so. Why was she weird? Well, I mean, were we any difference at that age? I mean, she kind of acts like a teenager, but like, were we any difference? But like, it's just her fashion choices of like not matching at all, mixing patterns, mixing colors. I, I, I hate to break gel. this to you. That is every, the idea that every Italian person has of every American person visiting in Rome. <laughs> Are you serious? That's a stereotype that we don't I mean, it's know? It's not a stereotype. It is true. Every American tourist okay. and German tourist looks like that in the center of Rome. <laughs> Here's the you thing. Can, I can point them to you from far. Here's in the same way that I can point Italian people down on Michigan Avenue in the loop from how they dress. Okay. As we drink our 2019 Pinot Noir. Oh, Jesus Christ. Thank you so very fucking much for this wine. And, you know, back in the day. <laughs> don't want to drink it anymore if you mention it. People. Yes. I was considered metro. Metrosexual. Where you go. I mean, here's the thing. In high school... I've seen pictures. I would consider you like an emo boy. Okay. (laughs) I mean, you want to sell it, upsell it, but just go for it. Yes, metrosexual. Okay, but even like... All right. I destroyed this. I'm sorry. But even so, people call me metro because like I actually gave a shit about my... You have to do it in the mic. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. He he brought a 2019 wine. Hold on. Got some AM. God there. Oh my God. Such a good wine. Thank you in. for bringing You're it. You're welcome. You want me to grab the bottle? There you go. Okay. I, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Sorry. You are metrosexual, is where we were at. Here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Even now, I hear like people my age, yes. people our age, talk about like dudes, talk about like them taking care of themselves. Like, like, oh, even as simple as like face wash. Do you wash your face? And they're like, oh, the the residue of the shampoo going down my face that that does the job, right? No, that doesn't do the job. Do you use a washcloth or a loofah or a poof? Uh, I use poof. my. I don't know what a poof is. You know those things you get off of Amazon, like the ball of like. Oh. It's like yeah, a, it's yeah, like a loofah. Something to teach me, okay. So it's made out of like <laughs> nylon. Okay. It's, it's, okay. Okay. It's actually a, a loofah. loofah. Okay. Okay. Artificial okay. loofah. Sure. Artificial. Like, oh, do you use that? I put the soap in my hands and I rub mm. my body. What's like? What the fuck is that gonna? Simone, please tell me you don't do that. Yeah. No, no, I have it. no. I, uh, I have uh, I have many products. Yeah, I got like the brush, the exfoliate. Like, I care about my appearance. I want to look good. Okay. I don't want to smell, but like. That's not the majority use, of men. Uh, the majority use, of men don't take care of themselves. Yeah, just, just why are you shaming them now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaming them because it's gross. No, yeah. Uh, I mean, we go to the gym. You know, we go to the locker room. Hey, man, uh, they smell like fungus. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, Jesus. Uh, it's like the last I mean, of just, us. Just be clean. Uh, that's, that's good enough to me. You know, Danny, if you don't have, you know, have like a face wash routine before you go to bed, that's fine. It's your choice as a person. Not your You're going to get pimples that way. I had acne growing up. I mean, me too. I I, I did the whole routine, the toner and all that, the the lotion. And the tretinoin, yes. (laughs) Yes. Now it's retinol. Now it's, well, I mean, (laughs) tretinoin is a retinoid, right? That is true. That shows you how much I know about this shit. But the point I'm trying to make is the majority of average Americans or average people. Yes. They don't don't have a fashion sense. That's why we had Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. They don't, they don't know. Not an they don't know how to dress. They yeah. don't know how to take care of themselves. Yeah, so like, I think you that, mean Americans. Yes. yes. So the average person doesn't know how to dress. They want to take care of themselves. I say that as an American. And yes, that's yes, yes, yes. <laughs> USA. Also an American. That's right. But like, 
Yeah, Portia's character is uh, the exemplification of that, where it's like she's wearing zebra prints with stripes, and it's like, what the fuck are you wearing, girl? Oh, man. I... Crocs with socks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just, God. That's okay. So that's what I meant when. Albie, you doing... could do so much better, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he did, and he got fucked over. Yeah, exactly. They should have just. Um, they should have just. She played games too. And uh, now we're talking about White Lotus. Yeah, I was about you get really, really <laughs> worked up about the White Lotus. Yes. Now. Um, yes, bad people. They don't know how to dress. Fuck them. <laughs> no sense of fashion. Unlike the, right. the fine people in the Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. Are you ready to get off the fence, my friend? Yeah, let's get off the fence. So, in comparison to the White Lotus, you haven't seen the menu. But like, no. like I said in the beginning of this, <clears throat> there's been a long string of satire media when it comes to introspective or, you know, looking at the rich affluent culture. Mm. Do you think Triangle of Sadness is a good satirization of that or not so much? I assume um, it feels standard. No, I'm not basic. Yeah, it feels it feels basic. It, it, it matches what I may think. It is the lifestyle of a wealthy person in that limited setup. I assume there would be much more weirdness to be eviscerated, but I was expecting that. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. Um, didn't come. You didn't pour the wine straight into the microphone, though. Oh, I got it. Hold yeah. on. Oh, oh, Armand, is that a 2019 wine that you brought? It is. This is. Some, oh my god, it's so good. Some pre-pandemic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very nice. I feel luxurious now. Before the dark times. Yes. Or the bright times. Is the do- it was the bright times before the doomer times, and now we're in the renaissance times. Ah, uh, wow. So many labels. Twunk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but go on. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, it, it feels expected. It, it doesn't surprise. Um, I would imagine that there is much more extravaganza coming out of a wealthy person's choices, most of which might not be as um, alluring uh, or interesting as uh, it might just be like a great way to spend money into tricking the tax system. Like, you know, and you think that's a money laundering movie? No, 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 I don't. But I think that's probably more common or a stronger parody if you need to do something, if you go dig into that kind of like thing that you and no, I, you I, and I like, can pretend to afford. What is it? Uh, the movie itself? Yes. Uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. I would immediately someone. love the movie so much. Uh, best movie ever. If that's the case, you know. Yes. Kudos to whoever managed to do that. Um, very big fan. I hope this is a money laundry movie. I suspect it is not. But, you know, Probably one so. can hope. One can hope, but it was a little too well made to be a money laundering movie. You know what, is, what would be a money laundering movie? There's many, but which? 84 Brady. Oh, God. Uh, I a think bunch that, of horned up grandmas going after You know, Tom we, Brady. we were in the movie theater and it was like five long, five minute long title sequence. <laughs> and man, it was straight up of iMovie. And Windows Movie Maker. They did not make any effort to create those movie titles. It was just like changing shades of, of squares. It was on Windows Movie they, Maker. It was literally <laughs> just like, it was the template. It was like actor one, Lorem Ipsum, Dolorset Emmett. Just imagine. It's like aerial fonts. 
yeah blue screen it's just yeah. fading in my oh, grandma my made those opening titles Somebody's i would stand nephew. up and clap i'd be like yes uh, we were laughing hard at that nobody was circa except 2004 us. we're the only males in their 30s there what so, movie were you watching 84 brady you actually watched that movie oh, i watched that holy movie. shit i just saw yeah. the trailer and i was like this this looks fucking dumb yeah it was really bad Really oh, was this a movie pass uh, movie? No, no, I paid full price. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> was it for Sally Fields? Um, it's always for Sally Fields. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, oh God, she's okay. I feel uh, bad. Well, what if it was for Lily Tomlin? She's good too. She's good too. They all deserve money. Yeah, yeah. More, they need more, a much, paycheck. Uh, more money. Yes, Medicare. More money. Medicare. Me- um, <laughs> <laughs> I well the thing is like as we were watching the trailers for other movies they literally had the trailer for another movie that featured like three out of four of the actresses in 84 Brady so it feels like it was it was just like maybe this was shot at the same time just like fuck it just change the title yep. and, and recut yes. it and we're good we made yes. two movies for one and they get paid twice and they get paid twice maybe not maybe not maybe they didn't know that they had no, a second no, movie no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> no they knew they know exactly what they're doing. It's like, so we can shoot two movies, get paid twice uh, for a normal shoot time mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. a few weeks. Yeah, it's yeah. like Picard season two and three. <laughs> That's how they shot it. Really? Yeah. Season two and three, back to back. Some scenes of three were shot during two. I heard Picard is bad. I don't agree. Oh. Okay. I don't agree. Okay. I, I think there is many bad actors. We might have to do a Picard. Oh, yeah, you got to get Justin with that. Oh, yeah. My, my, Trekkies my, unite. My husband I'm not is, even a big Trekkie. Yeah, my husband is. He's a big Trekkie? Yeah, he is. Like how I am with Star Wars. Yes. Oh, God. I know. It's, well, he it's, probably, you know, when I was watching uh, TOS, the original series, I was like, I'm going to watch it. And I kind of tapped out. But, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't bad. You know, so that, I don't even know TOS? The original series. Oh, the original series. Okay, so the one TNG, with the one with the the, next the, the jerk captain. Uh, oh, Pike. Yeah. No. Well, Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. Okay. He's the he's the main show. He is Star Trek. Yeah, he's sure. <laughs> well, uh, we'll say Justin, that to Patrick uh, Stewart. Yeah. Oh, Patrick Stewart is definitely okay. But like before him, fine. Him and Leonard Nimoy. Fister. <laughs> Aluminium. Yes. <laughs> And then now it's Picard Six, and Worf. Yeah, 60 years and in Riker's the U.S. And in there, too. Can't and Data. TNG's so good. But anyways. Yeah, everybody's there. Well, yeah. oh, wait, 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 wait. What, what about... What about um, TOS? No, what about... Uh, uh, what, what the fuck is the name? Oh, the guy, the, the mystery guy to the Damn. crazy guy, the director, uh, William Riker. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jonathan Freaks. I mentioned Riker. I, I was distracted. It's yeah. the twenty, you know, the wine is twenty nineteen. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got wine brain. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, sure. TOS. Because I was watching, there was one episode. I was like, "This is really good." It was like with their evil doppelgangers, and I texted you. I was like, "You got to watch this." And you're like, "I'm writing it down right now." Oh. Did you end up watching? That? No, I don't. I didn't. But you know, it's pretty. It's, it's good. It's this. It's the famous scene where Sulu, shirtless. Sweaty, fencing nobody. Mm. They're all going crazy. Mm. It was good. Gotta watch it. So you're saying that, getting back to the movie, you're saying that this is not a good, for what it's doing. It's I think a it's good a take. good movie. Okay. For most people. 
I not for not for us, not for me. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean maybe for, you know, it's it, good for it's, the normies, but not for me. It's good for the normies, but fuck them. Uh, <laughs> Eat your popcorn. <laughs> no offense, guys. Uh, well, you My can name enjoy. Is Patrick it. Bateman. <laughs> you know Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah, you can watch it and waste your life, fucking life. Uh, it's two and a half hours. You're not getting back, brothers. That's so. That, see, that's the thing. I, like, you asked me to watch it, and I, I did, and, and I and I did. And I'm grateful. No, I'm not grateful for that. No, and I, <laughs> and I, I said I apologize. Good publicly, yes. Uh, no, okay. So uh, uh, watch it if you like the average HBO show. <laughs> Normie. <laughs> I'm always throwing some shade. No, I, I I agree with you. I thought it wasn't all that great. I expected greatness because, like, I've heard people watch it. I've heard people say, like, oh, my God, this movie's amazing. Right, you know what, Armand? And I was All like, right. fuck, this is going to be you, a good movie. Did you review everything I wear? I imagine so. Everything yes. I wear all at once. Yes. Okay, watch that. If you need to pick something. That's a for, different subject matter. It doesn't matter. It's still up for I, best no, picture. No, 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 no. This movie's up for best picture, by the way. I, eh? This movie's up for best picture. Good for them. They're not going to get it. But um, This will come out after that, yeah, and I'll tell you right so, now, it's not going to win. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if it cool. does win, I mean, holy shit! Yeah, just tell me I was very wrong. I don't care. If um, it wins, it's rigged. Jesus. <laughs> um, no, I, no, it's the same subject topic. Subject topic is two hours and a half of your life. Yeah, but like, <laughs> spend them with everything I really want. If you need to pick one pa- between the two, it's paced well. It's entertaining. It's interesting. It's introspective. It 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 says a lot more than this movie. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. You you can. But it's apples and oranges that were compared. Yes, and sometimes you know, personal taste that just oranges can give you canker sores if there is too much vitamin C and you eat too many, and so eat apples. I don't know. That wasn't good. That but wasn't. <laughs> but regardless, you know. Uh, <laughs> They're both citrus. Uh, apples is not, are not citrus. Apple is not a citrus. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. What it, are you saying? It's the wine, It's man. the 2019 it's, wine. it's the wine. 2019. <laughs> don't go 2018. Next time. It's dangerous. It's like Delta 8 and Delta 10. I have a 2016 THC. wine. Oh, that's no, that was a great no, year. no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, I'm saving that one. <laughs> ugh. Um. No, do it, do it. You know, if you want to see this critique of society and the paradoxes, just go read Honoré de Balzac, Papa Goriot from a hundred years ago and more, and uh, you get the same stuff that you get from this movie. And but does a yacht explode in that? And is there a character called Yaya? No, there is not. <laughs> <laughs> However, however, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know. Here is the thing: I had a great time with everything I at once. Um, I didn't with this. And um, yes, you should watch this movie. Do you want to do the, the elevator pitch? By I, which I say, I, watch the movie. <laughs> I have other questions. <laughs> it's the wine man. Uh, no, go for it. I'm gonna get it together. Just gonna. Okay. Plot question. We didn't really get into the very ending of the movie, which I was like, holy shit. Uh, they're by the the door for the resort, the elevator door, and I kind of figured it was going. It was yeah. kind of telegraphed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, Abigail is coming with a rock yeah, to smash Yaya's head because like only they know of the existence of the resort. Granted, uh, Inden Volen also knows with uh, the salesman, but mm. she can't communicate that. The thing is, she wants to hold on to her power. So to do that, she has to kill Yaya. Mm. My question for you, did she kill Yaya and did they get rescued in the end? Uh, yes and yes. 
And I'm also going to argue that we don't know that Abigail didn't know that ahead already and was just hiding it from from before. That's I don't think that's the case, but it's possible. It's a possibility, but I have a feeling she would have gone a different direction or something. She wouldn't have left. I her. agree. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There. You deconstructed. So you, yeah, your that's own. right. But <laughs> technically, yeah. Um. So yeah, I think uh, Abigail absolutely killed Yaya. Because Yaya failed to redeem themselves. So neither became a savior. Yaya ends with her, you know, her back to Abigail, who has who's holding the stone. You know, Abigail, I could help you. And Abigail stops for a fraction of a second. You could be my assistant when we go back. Oh. And that's when Abigail goes like, ah, fuck you very much. You're never to learn, bitch. And that's and that's that's what made it. Should was was if either of them was ten percent more compassionate. They'd be alive, both. Nobody made that choice. The yes. one that I was talking about earlier. So that's why there are no saviors in the end. I think she died. And I think that the very last scene, let's just spoil it. Carl. Um, Carl, the pretty boy boyfriend of Yaya, who gets killed. <laughs> yes. Yaya. Yaya. Um, that's how he says it. Yaya. And, uh, the, you know, he runs through the woods just to, we don't know what, but he knew that they were both, you know, the matriarch lover of his and his technical girlfriend yes were both hiking together and when abigail killed yaya he probably heard a scream realized something went wrong with both of them being alone in the jungle um possibly right. fighting each other or something like that so he starts to run towards her so when he gets there here abigail kills him too and goes back possible or I think more realistically, they get rescued, and you know, Abigail might have had a crisis of conscience, or mm. um, or or whatnot, or he just gets to the elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think yes, she gets killed, and I think yes, they we don't know they probably get uh, rescued, but I think she definitely got killed. So again, um, the, she couldn't let let the ring go, right? Exactly. Right. She couldn't let the ring go. She couldn't cast it into Mount Doom. She didn't want to let it go. I agree. I think they were rescued in the end, and I think yeah, yeah, it was killed, hundred percent. Good, we agree. I, the ending of this movie, was good. Yeah. I was like, okay, they stuck the landing. That was a that was a good ending, both cinematography and storytelling. Because I was like, how are they going to wrap this up? And the way they did it, I didn't see it coming. I mean, I kind of saw it coming, but like, I was satisfied. I was like, all right, that was a good ending. I thought yeah, yeah, would be smarter, but it was a good ending. Yes, I agree. I thought yeah, be smart. I thought she was gonna turn around. I thought it was gonna when, be altercation. Yeah, just, no, not even. I thought you just make a run for the open elevator that opened. Because why did the elevator doors open if nobody's gonna make a run for it or go? Right. But like she convinced, oh, let's save her this one. I'm like, ah shit. <laughs> well, let's enjoy the moment. Goes back to the to the crazy lady that wants the crew to take uh 30 minutes, oh my right? God. Yes. So basically that's when the full power shift happens when Abigail is the one telling the person subjugated to power to enjoy the moment, which is the hypocritical way to say that you should not take action. Yes. Absolutely. So my final question what for you. Full circle. Yes. I mean, we, we, we thought it was a boring movie or lackluster, but however, actually, we, you know, very talking well about it, it's, very it's well a well-constructed film. Very well built. But it could have been shorter. <laughs> yeah. At least by 30 minutes. Yeah. Easily. I agree. That's true for most movies. Would you recommend Triangle of Sadness to a friend? To some friends. 
to you know if I know their taste and I think that they might gain something from this story and this structure and they might have a good time with the aesthetics and all of that or you know if I think knowing the friend I to some friends I would recommend it I know two or three that I would recommend it to okay personally I I honestly I wouldn't I know mm. other films that have come out recently that tackle the same subject matter everything ever different subject <laughs> just watch it it's a good movie but like i feel like for example i think the menu is a better film all right you gotta be curious about that i think i told you to watch the menu you all did right. but you, you tell me to watch many movies and i don't watch movies it's, <laughs> it's 90 minutes first i, I used to watch many movies so that's why i'm here it's an hour less it is 90 I'm minutes sold. and i'll tell you it's a great film you'll, okay you'll watch it you'll go through all the emotions what is it? Uh, it's called uh, the in Italian La Cena dei Cretini, the the Cretans dinner. Uh, it's a French movie. It's from the nineties. It, it's a parody of society, and you know La Cena dei Cretini basically the Cretans are the rich people, and there is this dinner. But yeah, anyways, yeah, interesting. Yeah, not not that much, but yeah, we'll look it up. <laughs> we'll look it up. But like, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay, and I don't think this is going to win Best Picture. I could Thumbs see down for you. I could see why it was nominated. They needed another movie in there. Well, it's it, well constructed. It's a good film. I think it's a good way to clean your. They say it in the movie too, right? It's a you're a philanthropist because you need to clean your conscience of all the shit that you do. And that's why I was nominated. That's why I was nominated. Yes. Oh man. Oh, we're so self conscious. <laughs> yes. Oh. We are an, uh, an organization of power that picks what is good and what not, but we are self-conscious and we will nominate something that is basically. Well, everyone involved in that movie <laughs> can now say, I was a part of an Oscar-nominated movie. That's true. I can't. Can you? No. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> good for them. Good, good for, for you. Them. Yeah. See, I wouldn't. So, we're at the end of the show. Good, bad movie. Good, bad movie. <laughs> it is a good, bad movie. Good, good bad movie. In a very lackluster way. Because, yeah. Anyways, right at the end of the show, can anybody... So we talked about Simone.org. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Or... Yeah, not much. I uh, It's not the way to sell something. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah, much on that. Whatever. It's, it's just, it's, I have a website. Whatever. Um, I have about 40 hours of interviews with people that I really, really love and enjoy. Um, and enjoyed. It's, you know, uh, directors of photography from Pixar... Uh, Google, good conversation specialists for like Google Assistant from Google, people from the Second City, actors like Dave Pasquese, who has been in the Mandalorian, thing. yeah, and the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, I think. Oh, book yeah. of Boba Fett, yes, book of Boba Fett, the Mandalorian, the yeah. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> uh, that and at home with Amy Sedaris and fucking Groundhog Day. If you go back, well, was, so Groundhog was, Day, he's in Groundhog when Day. I saw him in the book of both. I pointed at the screen. I was like, that's Simone's friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sell Dave a lot, but he's a super nice human being. And among many others, you know, he's present there. There's people from SNL. Uh, so I have a podcast there that is not updated as much. Um, it's mostly a newsletter and articles and essays uh, that I share about uh, some topics like uh, awesome. how to use some tech and uh, not be used by it and how to be a little bit more mindful and how to use your shit. Yeah. So it doesn't control you too much. That's right. It's a good right. newsletter. That's a good newsletter. Goes out readily, readily. But so yes. jump in. So basically, I'm not going to be spumped. Just sign up. It's going to be very scarcely updated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to bother you. If there's something I think matters. I'll send it out. Otherwise, I will not. Yep. Simone.org. S-I-M-O-N-E.org. All right. Thanks, Armand. 
You're welcome. This was a really good discussion. I wish it was a better movie, but you know, mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah, but we have good wine from 2019. So yeah. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, so let's finish this wine. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Goodbye, everybody. That's it for this time on The Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Keep the conversation going by adding us on Instagram and letterboxed at Syndicate. Or join the Discord server where you can catch Armand along other podcasters and listeners at syndicate.com slash discord. And until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye.